So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day, Kelly Skevel gave a five-star review for Real Estate Rockstars. I started listening to Pat only a few months after getting started in real estate. His podcast motivated me beyond belief and has been instrumental in my success. Thanks, Pat. Five stars. Well, thank you, Kelly. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember... I eat feedback for breakfast, so give me a one-star review if you want, or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first, and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. Okay, real estate rock stars. I got a great guest, Mr. David Radcliffe, first timer coming from Las Vegas, Nevada. David, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Thank you so much for having me, Pat. Hey, David, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself so they get to know you better? Uh, I'm a retired police officer. I was a cop 27 years, about 1990. I would like to tell you I'm a really smart guy. It's not true. Went through a bad divorce and thought I'd get uh, in the middle of my police career, a real estate license, sell a couple of houses a year. And uh, the second year is in real estate, I made more money as a real estate agent than I did as a police officer. So uh, it looked weird that the, you know this might be a thing and I've been doing it for the next 30 years. So we do about uh, 16 to 20 million a year uh, here in the Las Vegas area. And it's really all what I call relationship marketing. Uh, Got a big database. We have a systematic way we reach out uh, to the people we know and stay in touch. And it's the cheapest way uh, to stay in business. And I think it's the best way here in the Las Vegas, Nevada area. Okay, that's awesome. Okay. And so uh, how many houses did you sell last year? About 70. Okay. And as we like to say on the show, ECI, Ego Commission Income, what was the total commissions earned from those 70? Uh, I believe it was right at 420000 Okay. And then what is your profit margin, David? It's pretty high. So it's, it's about, I uh, believe my costs are about seventy or $80,000. So it's so about three fifty. You know, we're taking to the bottom line. I I don't, I just have an overflow agent. I have two transaction coordinators, but they're paid transactionally. I have a database manager, but she is paid monthly on a flat fee. So your, so your, we, your profit's like 70, let's say 70, not even 70%. Like if 20% I, of 420 is about eight, it's 88,000, so uh, 84,000. So, so that's about, that's probably about right. Huh? So you're about 80% profit. Yep. We, uh, a lot of ways, I mean, that's all I'm telling the IRS, if you're listening in there. So uh, you're writing off other things, but actually what you're doing here. 
Yeah, but at the end of the day, I mean, there's a, and 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 all that those are all gray areas. At the end of the day, there's only so much you can write off, right? I mean, like like you know, things that are things that are gray. So, you know, the tax um, bills are enormous. Yeah. You can only do so much to reduce your taxes. Uh, right, you can't. Like I, I had an I had an accountant tell me that one time. I was like, you got to get it down. He's like, you can't. He's like, there's there's only so much things you can do. You know, outside of committing fraud, uh, <laughs> there's only so much stuff you could write off, Pat. And I was like, oh, you're, you know, so it's true. So, you know, yeah, and all agents do, you know, the, in any gray areas that, um, you know, they they lean to one side. So, okay, cool. So, well, well, that's awesome, dude. So I want to talk about that because that's, that is something that needs to be talked about, right? Here, here you're doing 70 deals a year, right? You're doing them all. Basically, you're doing them all. Like of those, first of all, what what's an overflow agent? What I call an overflow agent. See, I refuse to be these other people that run around with a bunch of folks they don't need because they don't want to work. And I, that's just my thought. If you don't want to work, you know, expect your bottom line to reflect you don't want to work. So I don't mind working. So when those are deals where I have more clients than I can work with. So I'm going to pass some buyers. We don't pass listings to anyone else, of course, but we pass buyers off to my overflow agent if I simply lack the capacity to work them or I'm on some travel. That's the only time that that happens. So if you book me, like, like, how many hours, like how many hours a week do you work? I'm probably 60. All right. So if you're pushing 70 you know, and you're like, uh, you got a five appointments on a Saturday and you can't do the six. You're like, overflow. Exactly. And is that overflow agent, are they on your team or are you just uh, throwing the bone to them and taking a referral fee? I, exactly. I take a referral fee. I put, I put them on a referral fee agreement at the beginning of the year, 50-50, whatever I, I uh, give them. And, uh, and then I just keep, you got to stay ahead of this stuff. You know, you can't have this management by crisis going on you can't say saturday morning hey i can't take this appointment you i mean if you want to fail that's a good way to do it and and piss off a relationship so you don't want to do that but yeah i I don't believe in owning this these you can see my structure is i don't believe in owning people everybody's a 1099 person uh if i add them to my team and i add internet lead generation back in and i'm not so sure with everything going on with KW Command, that uh, and the disruption, that that's a good thing to do. I've done it in the past. You know, the Zillow Trulia conversion rates got down to two point one percent. Well, you throw an agent in there, and it's like one point five to one. Doesn't make any sense. But I mean, I know my number. These other people are still doing it. Do they know what what their conversion rate is? Do they know what they're taking to their bottom line? And that's a business decision. One point five to one. I think it's crazy. You got to know what that is. So, well, that's funny that you put it like that because, like, if you as a business decision, right? Let's say, so let's say, I mean, you're in Vegas. Let's say you go to a casino and the dude's like, "Well, you have a ninety-eight point five percent chance of losing this thousand dollars that you're going to bet." I'd be like, "Dude, see you later," right? I mean, um, and <laughs> and it's so it's the same thing, right? It's 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 that sort of odds is my point, right? Like that sort of odds is not a good re- that's very interesting so yeah well we have a big broad spreadsheet i track every lead every lead source the life of the lead 
So you know what your conversion rate is. You know where your business is coming from, how it's showing up, and how it goes to the bottom line. And I really believe these people, these big teams, doing 75% of their business with buyers because that's what they do, and they're buying leads because it if they don't generate that many leads, so they're 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 paying for their leads. If you don't ruthlessly check your conversion rates, you are headed to disaster, just disaster. And they're going to do it with a big top line, lots of cash flow, just no net. And, and so you you're you're simplifying it basically. You just you just use a simple Excel sheet, right, or Google or whatever, right? right? That that uh, that has Clarence Rutherford called on this. Clarence had a house to sell. This was the date that he called. These are the dates that I follow up. Clarence listed with another agent. Boom, you write it. Then then you're like a, a, you know Lumpy Schmidmeyer bought a, you know called on this. I sold him this, did it, it. So now you're at 50-50. And it goes, it goes, did, 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 and it calculates year to date everything, right? And so you're always knowing. Yeah, absolutely. We go from, uh, we actually include all the leads in there, which could be sphere of influence, out of area sphere of influence. We have a top 25. We have our business to business contacts. And, and then we get into leads. We have an 80% tab. Here's the 80% that are going to do business with us, what they're going to buy at. So we can project income. We can project income and we can also plan for their coming at whatever time to make sure that we have capacity to service that client's need. And then we, we track our escrows, our closings, and then a profit and loss statement. And that profit and loss statement needs to be updated two or three times a week. So we know where we are in our money. This, this shouldn't be any shocks or surprises here. You know, this is a business. You talk to anybody that's running a retail business now, if they're not in their P&L every day, I'd be shocked. Well, they're going to be out of business. They don't. You got to look at it every day. And things change. There's disruption out here. We got uh, a lot of open door stuff out there. I, uh, I don't think that they're going to be around in this particular model for long. Why? Well, because they're not making any money. They're not making any money. They're telling people, uh, Pat, that they're going to buy at retail. And I've done business for years with people that uh, are investors, real investors, and you have to buy the property right. Right. You got to get it. Yeah. I mean, uh, clearly the, the, the age old bait and switch is, you know, uh, we'll buy your house for cash and it is, you know, they get to the appointment and it's about 70% of what it could sell for, maybe 65% of what it could sell for. What, what, what are you seeing with them? Well, they say they're buying at retail. And unfortunately for them, you know, they charge service fees that vary from 6 to 10%. And then they're How could they buy at retail? So, like, you're, you're going on an appointment, you're telling somebody, hey, your house is worth 410 and then Open Doors coming in and saying, I'll give you 410 I don't, You know, I don't know the entire pitch from them, but I know they buy pretty close. And uh, we have about 7,400 homes on the market right now. Over a thousand of them are what we call iBuyer homes. So that's Z Home, Open Door, Offer Pad. Those a folks. thousand out of how many? Seven thousand. So it's like seventeen percent of the market. That's that's big. Well, but you, you when you start that's looking really at big. and time on the market, so like any investor, you know this same thing. We're running a business here, Pat. So I got acquisition cost. I got advertising. 
I've got holding costs with power and electric. I, you know, got to have some damage to these houses. The longer they sit there on the market and the opportunity cost of the capital invested, we're led to believe they're not, they weren't making money July, August last year on half their houses. Now with the market where values are fairly flat, you know, that's, that's where an investor gets caught. You, you're betting in an up market on the come. Well, yeah. now, now when you don't get any increase in value to, to change your spread, if you're buying high, now you gotta, you're going to sell it pretty much at the same market you're value. Stuck. Yeah, you're stuck. I mean, what, what's gonna, what kills those companies is, like you said, is the time, is the holding costs. I mean, it yeah. just, you know. I had, a card they got, yeah. I had a car business years ago, and it was the same thing. I've got X amount of capital on the lot. Do I turn it over three times a year or five times a year? That's the car business. So I want to turn that capital over as often as I can. You know, you don't wait on the last $300 or last $500 because that's just contrary to the model. You could know what your business model is. You know, maybe they'll get it right, but I, I wouldn't want to be them right now. We're no, they're they're, they're thrown in your side. They're about one in five deals are they're yeah. thrown in your side, it sounds like. So, okay, so let's talk about your business specifically. Like, what percentage of your business is listings versus buyers? We were right about 50% last year. Okay, and is all, okay, 70 deals, how many, what percentage of that is like sphere of influence, referrals, people you know, cops, you know, stuff like that? It's probably 90% 90, 90 or higher. So everybody you're touching is, you, you've got some degree of, of connection to, right? Um, yeah, or, yeah, correct. Pretty much. And then yeah. sometimes, sometimes we're getting referred in by other agents uh, out of state. We've, we've built a nice referral network out of state. Keller Williams has been very good for that, so it's been helpful. We did, in fact, I just got two this week. Okay, so tell me how that works. Like, tell me how, because a lot of people say, hey, man, I've been at Keller Williams 15 years. I haven't got one referral. So, you know, or, or I've been at Remax and I go to the conventions and, and, you know, I party with these guys and I haven't got one referral in 10 years. So what are you doing specifically to get intercompany referrals? What I do is that, that we make sure we put them in the referral network inside of KW referrals. Uh, in fact, I just accepted one of those referrals this morning. And then you have to, I drop them into my database. We put them on a 12 touch. That means that I'm going to talk to them at least 12 times a year. They're going to get a postcard. They're going to get a handwritten note from us. Nobody seems to do those anymore, you know, because it turns out it's, I don't know, work, you know. So my database manager is going to drop them a little handwritten note. How many handwritten notes you get, Pat, from people you do business with? Yeah, five a year maybe. Yeah, yeah well, you get one a year from me, and then, then you're going to get a call a slide dial, a text message. We're going to friend you on Facebook. We're going to reach out and talk to you about your business. And I do, but the point is, it can't be accidental. It's got to be systematic, regular, consistent, and persistent. Got to be persistent. They got to know once a month they're going to hear from Dave. You're just going to do it. And when you do it year in and year out, you're their guy in Vegas because nobody does that. You know, they'll hit them a few times. They'll hit them after, you know, family reunion. They'll drop something. But, you know, it, it's the erratic touch thing. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. 
you know, they forget about you. Every study says they forget about you every 17 days. They don't know who Pat is anymore. So once every 17 days, you had better be in front of them in some sort of way. Can we make sure we that's, is that, is that, accidental? I mean, I'm sitting here. See those? Those are my daily activities. That's who I'm talking to today. There's a date on it. This isn't optional, by the way. This is required. My database manager checks that off done when she sends it to me because that's what we do we don't get behind we say on task we execute i love that dude so and and then you do the same thing i guess i got a little mixed up there you were talking about how you follow up with agents that you meet right or agents that you know or or, or whatever or just agents and referrals and then and through the keller Williams referral network you make sure it's online so that everybody can see that you did one successfully and there you're you've got well, kind of, Pat. What I'm doing is that we've got a referral network, so I make sure they're in there so you can pull them up in Kelly on your mobile application, too. So if I have an outbound referral, I can go real quickly, go, who do I know where? Who am I in relationship with? I also take all their four pieces of data, name, email address, mobile phone number, and, and their physical address, give it to my database manager, and then she executes the non-contact tasks. And by that's what I mean, if it doesn't require a text message or phone call, then, then if it's uh, writing a piece of paper, dropping a magnet in the, in the mail, uh, a handwritten note, that's a her task. I don't execute that. That's what I pay her for. But I make sure that that action plan is executed. And it's executed every year without fail. And, and it just plain works. And it does take a while. See, a lot of these people want instant gratification. You know, that'd be great if you got instant results. I mean, how very millennial of them. You know, I want to be a millionaire overnight, doesn't work. Would be good. It would be good. But not saying it wouldn't. It just doesn't happen in the real world. So what it happened, it takes a while for this to, to, to really settle in. But once you've done it for a year, year and a half, you're their person. They get a referral from Vegas. You go, who's the guy that sends me this stuff that calls me once a month? Mm. That's my outbound referral. What, so what is your, on your Excel sheet, right, for the leads that you get, the quality leads that you would get, what is your close ratio? Going back to the 1.5, you know, chance with a Zillow lead, what's your ratio? Oh, I think it's uh, just the total leads. I'd have to look here, but I think, if you have them, I'll tell you. How's that? Yeah, that'd be beautiful. That'd be great. I got the, I got the 2018 tracker right here. See, this is the other thing that people don't do. Once you do this long enough, I can go back and go, what was my conversion rate last year? Mm -hmm. You know, it's uh, so you could go, what's the change in my business? So you might actually, let's see, 2018 leads, 154 leads last year. So it was about 50%. 50%. That's pretty good. 154. Yeah, some of them things happened. Some of them weren't, you know. What's a lead? You know, that's why we did not use the eighty percent tab last year, and I think it was a mistake. So, what do you mean by that? I don't understand that. Yep, what we're doing is just because somebody calls and says I'm interested in doing business, yeah, they'll drop onto that lead tracking spreadsheet. Does that make them? Do they apply with my lender? Do we schedule something? Do they interact with me? At what point do they become an eighty percent lead? We're 80% sure we're going to do business because we should be 
you shouldn't just work with the gaggle here, right? You should work the people that are doing what they're supposed to be doing, that are on the plan. So we're going to live, we're living at 80%. So the, so the people on that list aren't, are only the ones that have, that have made the 80 or, or is that everybody? No, this was the 2018 spreadsheet that I'm looking at right here. That was everybody. So we have that's an everybody. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you get a lead, a lead, doesn't matter where it's from, you you get two leads, you know you're probably getting paid on one is basically yeah. the bottom line. So so that gives you a lot of incentive. See, pro, part of the problem is, you know, you bring these agents into the business and they have a 1.5% chance, right, which means they got to go through 198 leads, you know, to finally get one they can sell a house to, and that's exhausting. But your business set up so you get two leads. One of those is going to pay you, you know, five to ten to twenty thousand dollars in commission. So you're like, hey, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna treat these suckers good. You know, I'm gonna follow up like like crazy. Well, exactly, and I think you have to have real structures and systems if you're going to go into internet lead generation or you know, circle prospecting, any of this stuff, that it's got to be in addition to, but not a substitute for relationships. So it, you have to, and you have to know these conversion rates. You can, I talk to real estate agents all day that are super busy doing nothing, doing nothing. No conversion. They don't, it's, totally non-productive. I don't go on home inspections. I don't go to title to sign. Why? No, you don't, huh? Why would I? Why would I? I review everything that the client is going to sign three days before they get there. There's no showstoppers. There's no surprises. I go over it with the client, but I'm going to lead generate, you know, in those two hours because, you know, it's not just a one-hour appointment, right? Come on, let's get real about this. There's getting dressed, there's getting in the shower, there's, there's driving your car, there's parking, you know, there's the socializing time before and after the appointment, and then there's a driving back. It's a two-hour appointment. And what do, what do you say? Like, what, like, you're not concerned that the other agents, sellers are there, and they're with their agent, and they're like, hey, where's your agent? We actually don't have one of those states where everybody sits. Oh, there. they're not together? No. They are not together. So, so, okay, so my clients would be there by themselves. What you, what you got to do is you make sure you got, where possible, I have my 35-year escrow officer that she and I have been over it. And actually, I use Zoom, this, this very same platform. I use this to screen share, and I go over the document line by line. Right. Go, you can do that from your house, right? And like you said, you don't have to waste three hours you know, going in there doing it. And then, and then they're like, what is this? Well, what does this mean? Then you, then you're backtracking like, Oh, let me read it. Well, what can you fix at title? We got trade compliance now. Nothing's getting changed at title. Mm. You know, so you got to review this three days before you don't do this on the fly at title. Oh, let's look at it now. That's completely unprofessional. I want to look at it three or four days before I won't even let them schedule a title appointment until I review the settlement statement. So when I make sure the numbers are right, then we'll have a title appointment. And that's why I'm not going, because my work's done. I can't affect any change in title. I can affect change three or four days before they get there. And generally, if there are errors, they don't even know about it. What is it? The client should, ha should not feel 
any more stress than they have to. So if there are problems, I go out and address them before. They shouldn't have to know about that. they got a busy life. They shouldn't be out there worried about their deal at the end. They should go, hey, I've approved the settlement statement. It all looks correct to me. Been over this with title. Here's a copy for you. And you look over this. Uh, let me know if there are any issues. And at this point, we're going to sub. I'm going to have title reach out and set an appointment with you. That's nice awesome. and easy. I think that's you don't simple. have those problems. And gosh, home inspections too, man. Those things, God, they last all day, and they're like they're like playing golf, man. For me, it's like, good lord, when's it going to end? You know. <laughs> well, what are you going to do with that thing? Other than get in the inspector's way and and talk with them. I mean, I think agents are really good at that. If I attend, I am. You know, I can talk. So, <laughs> what, what, I'm going to talk. I'm going to get this way. So, it makes it non productive for him and non productive for me. Better idea, don't go lead generate. Love it, dude. Love it. Okay. So, talk to me about your independent contractors uh, that you use. Uh, tell me how that's set up, what you do. Because because this profit margin needs to be uh, duplicated by people out there listening that want to, you know, you know, you don't need to do, you don't need to have, you know, five buyer agents to, to do 70 deals a year, right? You can do 70 deals a year, make a killer profit and, and still, you know, be able to cut it off at 60 hours, which isn't bad. Most people work that most agents work 80, 90. So, you know, the ones that are, that are busy, even with, big team so what do you uh, what do you got like what uh, tell me how this is set up and why independent contractors versus hiring somebody uh, on staff well i i hate to tell people but that's where life is going in the future you get these larger organizations or expansion teams once you get past 50 people you're going to pay for health care what are you doing i i i pay them transactionally so i'm paying um $300 to my transaction coordinators per file. I pay uh, an, another person, uh, Terry Patton and her husband, Mike, to do my MLS entry, add pictures. I don't touch that either. You know, you, here, am I going to release at my hourly rate? Calculate your hourly rate, 60 hours a week, 400000 a year. I'm doing data entry. I would never pay somebody that hourly rate. I pay them 65 bucks. I don't touch it. They just let me know when it's ready for me to, uh, to approve it and go through it and make final corrections. I spend three or four minutes in there. It's not a good use of your time to go do these tasks. So I paid them transactionally, uh, Terry and Mike. I pay Stacy Lynch and Kim Jackson. I paid them 300 to file. I don't even know how to get paid, by the way. So I know it drives the brokers crazy. You know, they want to teach you how to load documents and the document system and all the compliance stuff at Keller Williams and filling out green sheets. Why? I get paid a lot, and I don't know how to fill out one of them, but I hire somebody that does. And for 300 bucks, which you pass on as a transaction fee to the client, so it's, I don't know, free? It's free. I like free. So you pass that transaction compliance fee on. By the way, she is handling compliance stuff because I don't want to know about that and for you real estate agents who wants to deal with the inside the brokerage compliance BS it's frustration it doesn't lead to more sales and frankly most agents this one included are terrible at it I outsource the people that do it every day they can go fight the battle and frankly I don't know about the battle I don't know I'm sure the struggle is real 
It's not my struggle. Lead generation is my struggle putting deals in escrow. So we just, we just use uh, Dropbox. Uh, I get all these transactions set up. I get, I get, uh, I copy my database manager so they know what's coming so they can manage their transaction flow. And then we pay them by the file. I don't have issues. I get paid the next day. And yeah, I don't, I love that. Use it. Yeah. Why? And, and then like for like our, uh, we run our database out of top producer. I log in about once a year because the only way to make sure that database is pristine is for me not to touch it. And look <laughs> at this. This is a guy that's going to do, I'm going to screw that thing up. I can't touch it. So I need to log in. It's just got to stay out of, that's Maisie's job. It's not my job. So somebody logs in, you know, you, you, you send over or what do you do? Like you, you get these leads, you, you put them in a spreadsheet. She goes to the spreadsheet and then she puts them in top producer. And then she sends you that piece of paper that you held up. And by the way, the piece of paper he held up said like, call this person and it had the phone number or whatever. And it said, you know, um, make a post on Facebook for this person and it had their, their name. Right. And, and there was about, there was like three pages and there was probably 12, 15 people a page. So that was, that was his job today. And so she sends that to you from top producer and then you print it out and write on it or something. Yeah. What she does, uh, the way we do that, uh, is that on Friday, she emails me my tasks for the following week. So I print them. I carry it with a, it's the only paper I have. I carry it with my printed schedule. So I've got the week schedule. While I'm out driving around. I'm out of the office. And then I, I execute these tasks. And when they're done, I throw them out. You know, just throw them in the trash can. So I, like, I picked up five leads before the Freddie Mac economist meeting last week. I had an appointment. You got to be ready to lead generate, by the way. It doesn't only have to occur in the office. I got to my appointment an hour and 15 minutes early, got my tablet out, and started lead generating in my truck, my Lexus, for an hour and 15 minutes and picked up five leads. Really? We got to remove these obstacles to I have to be sitting in my office with my coffee or I can't lead generate. That's mm -hmm. a lie. Yeah. You think your client cares where you are? Your your referral database cares where you are? They don't know anymore. They don't know. What they care is that you contact them. So if you're going to text them and you're gonna, or you're going to do a Facebook PM or you're going to slide dial them, leave a voicemail for them, you can do it anywhere. You can get it all from a phone. That's all you need is your phone. Well, yeah. Phone or I actually always carry a, a Verizon tablet. So my tablet has a text messaging program on it too. So, you know, bigger screen. So it's easier to be, you can do 99% other than writing contracts. I don't have the keyboard. The next one, I will have the keyboard. So I can do that. But it's got a, it's got a air card. So I don't have to look for a Wi-Fi spot. If I got cellular service, my tablet runs. So you got to be ready to do business 24-7. So I can just go in there and text and... Facebook, all these things to stay in touch. And frankly, most of the time, I have Facebook up or LinkedIn up. I do that too. So when I'm engaging with Pat, I'm not just going to say, hey, how are you? That's kind of boring, isn't it? I mean, that's a relationship. Or you go, Pat, what a great picture of you and the kids at the beach. How long were you down there? Mm. That sounds like a relationship. 
Yeah, and some people say, oh, I don't want to look like I'm stalking. Right. But, but, but why? Are you in a relationship? Right. Yeah, if, right. if you don't know them... They wouldn't put it stalking. up there if they didn't want people to see it. Yeah, well, you didn't... Well, if you, if you want to keep it a secret, don't put it on your Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that doesn't make sense. Note to self. Don't put secret stuff on my Facebook page. Yeah, so. yeah. So what do you think agents are doing wrong? I mean, you, you know, you're a great uh, role model for profit, I think. You know, we, we ask that question on the show all the time, you know, what what's your ECI and then what's your profit margin? And, you know, a lot of, I've had a lot of teams on here that have had a really, really bad profit margins. A lot of them don't know their profit margins and, and that just means they're probably really, really bad. <laughs> and uh, so what is some advice you could give us uh, that you haven't already said about, you know, what what agents can do to just keep their profits uh, high and what are they doing wrong like what's wrong with this system that so many agents are doing especially with team building now you know what i mean i think a lot of agents are getting crushed with that so talk to me about that well lead with revenue businesses that lead with expenses are headed for trouble you got to be careful and uh, i was even going to mention zillow they did that what is it? Think about Zillow. 70% of their revenue, I went to the disruption symposium, 70% of their revenue is from real estate agents. Well, they've got to be very com- careful about competing with real estate agents because that's where they make their money. And they only make a cent a share that $325 million profit last year. So you got to lead with revenue. Where does your revenue come from? Well, you better know where your revenue, well, if you're not tracking your revenue, how do you know where it comes from? How do you know if this is a good lead generation strategy for your business, if you don't track conversion rates, if you don't talk to other people, how are they converting? What's their, what is their conversion rate? What are, what are their action plans within their lead generation strategy that yield success? How many contacts do they have to make before it, they better be tracking it, and you can't commission Zanker boot camp. You know, go out, how many, is it six contacts? Is it eight contacts? Is it a telephone? Is it a, is it a video? Is it a uh, text message? Where are you getting your responses? Because it changes. You know, email marketing is dead. It's been dead for years. A lot of a lot of times we said we couldn't get agents to call. Now people don't want to get called, but they'll respond to your text. I suspect that'll change. Okay, how do you know if it's changing? You know. You, you want to go out of business because the other guy, you, you're going to deal with the guy that did track it, that they respond to text, that they respond to Facebook private message. They respond, some of my professionals, strangely enough, respond on LinkedIn. Did you track that? Do you know how they respond? Do you know your client? I, I really think that they need to be doing this. And, and this ego thing where I want a team, I think maybe that's the base problem. You want a team. Yeah, good for you. Do you have a lead flow to support a team or are you just bankrupting your buyer's agent who expects he's going to make money or are you just going to split up some of your business that you could do yourself? This is what I see. You know, there's business you could do yourself, but you don't want to work but 30 hours a week. So you're going to give up half your business to your buyer's agent. Congratulations. You know, and you wonder why your bottom line doesn't look so good if you even know what it is. So... You only hire employees for specific tasks that have lead flow to support it, and you got to lead with revenue. 
You don't lead with expenses. Right. Yeah, and you're here to prove that basically you can do close to 70 deals. How many deals do you think flip, you flipped to the overflow guy because you were going on vacation or, you know, or, or exploding? It's probably five or eight a year. Five you know, or it's eight. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. Yeah, that shit. No, five or eight. That doesn't <sighs> count. Yeah, right? So, yeah, and plus you're getting a fat referral fee, 50%. I mean, that's – yeah, I mean, that's awesome, dude. I mean, that's um, – you know, so 60, 63, 65, you know, that's, you know, a lot and just, and you do it, right? You do it and it works well. And I've been, I've been the top 250 agents in Las Vegas out of 14,000 for three straight years, at least the three straight years that we've been tracking it. And a lot of these guys have great big old teams and I just look at them and go, I did that with my structure. And then I look at, at, at their football team in their office and go, it drives space. It drives coffee. What are you doing? And like the end of the day, your bottom line can't look anything like mine. No, they're bottom under the hood. It's rusty, and and the the close ratio is nowhere near fifty percent. No, what, you know this, we we talked. I was down in Phoenix uh, in December uh, with a Kristen Cole uh, Growthward uh, Summit. Great meeting. A lot of the high end agents there. I sat on the same row as Ben Kinney. And he says a lot of those great big expansion teams are making no money. Same thing. Yeah, yeah they've been on the show. Is Ben? Ben? Yeah, I sat with Ben. What a wonderful guy. Just a wonderful How much, how much is he? Do you know how much he's keeping off that $18 Because, you know, the award he got? I, I do not know. I, go, I know he's got 40 or 50 companies. You know, Brevity does very well. Yeah, I'm just wondering on the team. But, but you know, right, the, the, the team, his team, I guess, allows him to be – to have that attractive character that he can use to help build his other companies. But I wonder what's under his hood. I mean, if, I guess if anybody's doing it, it's probably him as far as um, having a decent profit on the expansion teams. But a no, lot ten, of them, like you said, are 10 years ago, the guy's a cable installer. 10 years ago. So now he's making God knows how much, millions. And he's still a <laughs> humble, wonderful, nice guy. He's yeah. really a wonderful guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, th- well, this has been awesome, David. I really appreciate you coming on the show today, taking time out of your busy day. What is, what is the free gift that you're bringing to our rock star nation here? You know, I hadn't thought about what free, I, I, I need to give you guys a free yeah, gift. Yeah, if you don't mind, like a, just like a, a piece of paper, a checklist, some form that you use, just something that the, the listeners can print out and say, I want to be like David. Uh, I could, I could probably upload you uh, our business, uh, a blank business tracking spreadsheet that uh, I know 95% of you won't use it and you'll make less money because we'll, we'll share it with you anyway because it, it's a four-letter word, it's work, uh, and you got to do it. So, But I'll share that. Awesome. That's that's right on the money for this interview. And, guys, you should use it and tr- and and with a goal of 50% close ratio just like david's and an 80 percent profit margin dude this has been awesome thank you so much for coming on guys i'm going to put that spreadsheet on hybendigital.com backslash david radcliffe david r-a-d-c-l-i-f-f-e that's radcliffe with two f's and uh, if you have any referrals in las vegas nevada he is your man he will close 50 chance you will get paid that referral fee think about that how many referrals you sent out when you never got a referral fee back so you've got a good chance of getting it this time. So anyways, David, this has been fun, buddy. All of his information is going to be on there. 
and his tracking sheet will also be in the agent success toolbox which can be found on hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or texting the word toolbox to 444-999 thank you david thank you sir you have a great day thank you so much for tuning in to real estate rock stars if this free content is giving you a ton of value i want to ask a small favor in return i need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button yes hit subscribe please the more subscribers that we get on real estate rock stars the better guests are attracted to the shows we'll get more guests from the top companies from the top teams and even more celebrity guests like robert kiyosaki and barbara corcoran also if you're not a member of our free facebook group go to real estate rock stars radio right on facebook and join the conversation i'm on there myself on facetime lives and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show and i'd love to see you there and it's free people ask me all the time where am i on social media i'm real easy to find just type in my name my ig is i am pat hyben it is blowing up on instagram adding tons of subscribers and i'm on there probably twice a day so definitely follow me on instagram as well as everywhere else Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.